0: I don't know if the same is true for you, but at least for me personally, the idea of writing a book is simultaneously super exciting and enticing, and at the same time, terrifying and confusing. On one hand, I have so many book ideas. Almost every single night as I'm falling asleep, a book title pops into my head or a topic I could talk about comes to mind and I have to write it down before I fall asleep. And at the exact same time, I have no idea where to start. I have no idea what to do. How do I find a publisher? Do I self-publish? Where do I start with writing? Do I have an outline? Do I have to have chapters? How much do I have to write? Do I need some special software or program? I have no clue. But like a lot of you listening to this podcast right now, there's something drawing me to write a book. Maybe it's the credibility that comes with having the word author next to your name. Maybe it's just for vanity purposes and at your next dinner party you want to bring up the fact that you wrote a book on this topic. Maybe it's because you have thoughts in your head that you just want to get out or there's a question that you're always answering and you would love to just be able to direct your audience to one resource that can answer all of their questions. Here is one thing I know about books. Books have been around for a long, long time. Instagram's only a few years old, Facebook only a few years older than that, the internet even is relatively new in the course of human history, actually very new in the course of human history. But books, writing things down for future generations and millions of people to read, that's been around for a really long time. And it's with that that I'm super excited to introduce to you today's guest on the Build Your Tribe podcast, Alison Little. Alison Little is a three-time best-selling author of books that she has self-published. She has published them herself. She is also the CEO and founder of Allison Little Consulting. She's the president of Prosper Wealth Management, and she is a mother of two. On top of all of that, she's also a top motivational speaker, a leadership trainer, and a podcast host herself. And here's the really awesome thing about Allison: Even if you have no interest in writing or self-publishing a book I would still highly encourage you continue listening to this episode because we start to talk about some really important things, such as taking imperfect action. One of Allison's books is titled The Art of Imperfect Action. And in that book, she talks about daring to take action, daring to take the first step. And it's something that I think that we all need to hear and we all need to hear from multiple sources and we need to be reminded of almost on a daily basis, On a personal level, I was also very excited for this interview because publishing and book writing is something that I've been very curious about for quite a few years now. So I hope you have your pen and piece of paper ready, earphones in, and you're ready. Buckle up. Here we go. Let's get to the interview. Hi, Allison. Welcome to Build Your Tribe. Thanks
1: so much for having me, Brock.
0: Of course. Yeah. Super excited to have you here today. Like we were just talking about off air. This is a topic that I myself have a real personal interest in. So I'm geeking out and I'm excited to get to ask you some questions today. Writing and publishing books can be a scary thing for so many reasons. Like The list is probably, you could write an entire book on the reasons that people might be scared to write and publish books. Did you ever feel that fear? And if so, how did you overcome that fear?
1: For sure, Brock. That is such a good point. And I think everybody that starts the book writing process gets to a place in that process where they feel the fear of putting their stories out there and putting their name out there and sharing information. And what if people don't like it? Or what if nobody reads it? And I had that, especially when I wrote my first book, because it was so personal to me. It's life under construction, designing a life you love. And I share so many stories in that, that I wanted to be able to help people, but I thought I wasn't an author at that time. I didn't have an audience. I didn't really have a voice. And what I found was if I broke it down to helping one person, it helped me so much. And so I wrote that book with the intention of helping one person. It could be my kiddo. It could be, you know, my husband or somebody I didn't even know. And it's crazy because I'm like, four years into that journey. And it's amazing how that book has helped so many people that I had never met before. And so if you are in that place where you want to write a book and you're thinking, you know what, I wonder if this will work, just write it for one person.
0: That reminds me a lot of like what I tell people with social media when they're scared to go live on Instagram or make their first TikTok, whatever it may be. I like to say, like, remember that one person who you are trying to help or impact or serve. So that's really powerful. That's awesome. You've now self-published three books. Why did you choose to self-publish instead of going after and, and being published by a publisher?
1: You know, I am a very impatient person to be honest with you. And so I like started to go through the process of researching, okay, how long would it take if I wanted to actually go through a traditional publisher? And at that time, it was about 18 months. And I just knew I had a story that I wanted to share to help people. And so that's why I started the self-publishing process to begin with. And I really didn't have an audience and I didn't have a brand at that time. And so that was the best solution for me. And as I went through the process one time, I continued it. And now I'm finishing up my fourth book, and I help my daughter, who's five, write a book. And it's just an awesome way to share a story with people. And so I, I think, you know, now that I've done it so many times, it's really a great way to share that story.
0: Absolutely one of your books is titled the art of imperfect action and just by that title alone i know how valuable that book is and here at build your tribe all the time we're preaching ideas of taking imperfect action and we like to say like just get started we say that all the time what does that phrase imperfect action mean to you
1: mm. So I define imperfect action as the act of letting go of perfectionism to take bold, courageous action. Imperfect action is thoughtful action, but you take action despite not having all of the answers. And so I wrote that book because in my first book, I have people craft a crazy, huge goal for their life or for their business. And then they would come back to me and they'd say, "Allison, okay, what's next? And I'd say, well, take imperfect action. And they looked at me like I was crazy. They didn't know what imperfect action was. Well, I've had businesses for 14, 15 years, and I've been taking imperfect action that whole time. And I thought this was a concept everybody knew about. Mm -hmm. And I realized that it's not. You know, Imperfect action is something that you need to learn and you need to train yourself to do. And Brock, I know that you do this all the time and your mom and your dad teach this constantly. But it's really like feeling fear and doing it anyway and saying, okay, what's the next step? And I might not know all of the steps, but I'm going to take the next step. And that's how we build businesses. And many people don't understand that concept, but it's super helpful. As soon as you get it, it's like, there's nothing stopping you.
0: Absolutely. I love what you said about you're never going to have all the answers. Right. I mean, you're never going to know all the answers. You're never going to know exactly how things are going to end up or, you know, like things might never be perfect. It never might be the right time. And I feel like if we're waiting to get all the answers, to have the perfect timing, to have the perfect website, whatever it may be, then ultimately it just ends up never, we're never going to take that action. Oh my
1: gosh. And that's it. I call myself a recovering perfectionist. (laughs) And I did exactly what you just described. And I think a lot of people do is you wait for everything to be perfect. You wait to, you know, have everything in line. And my dear friends, nothing is perfect, right? I know I'm perfectly imperfect. And so each day I just try to do something to help serve that one person who needs to hear my voice today. And for anybody who's listening, you know, this was one of the things that I thought. Is I, I was like, well, there's so many people out there doing what I want to do. Like, you know, who wants to listen to me? But there's someone waiting to hear your voice, and they need to hear your stories, and they need to hear your perspective. And so, get over the fear of saying, you know, what? There's nobody that needs me. There are people, and everybody. You know, I think we need more people that are out there spreading positive messages and want to help and serve others in a higher way.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree. You know, I, I that's funny. You call yourself a recovering perfectionist. I like to call myself that as well. And this is a big topic, and kind of a scary thing. And a lot of times people will use the term perfectionism, almost to like pat themselves on the back, like, Oh, I'm a perfectionist, I just do everything well. But I think you and I would both recognize the real flaw and the the toxicness, honestly, in perfectionism. And I want to, you know, kind of challenge you with this question is, how do you start to overcome that perfectionism? What was it for you? Because you know, we can hammer away on this podcast, and you and I can say as many mic drops as we want, but what was it? I know for me personally, to speak from my personal experience, it was therapy, and then that in combination with reading a few books. What was it for you that kind of helped undo that perfectionism?
1: You know, I think it was I had a whole bunch of different turning points, right, so I, I don't think that there's just one, but for me, my mom had breast cancer and at that time, that's my life under construction, like time frame, And all these things were changing. And at that time, I started to really reflect on my life and what are the things I want to do in my life? And what is it that I need? Like, who do I need to serve? And what am I not doing really? Right. Yeah. And I had my own cancer scares. And at that point, Like, you really stop and you think, oh my gosh, like life is so short. Mm -hmm. And I actually just lost my father from cancer. And that's a big wake up call because you think that you have all this time to do all of these things to help all of these people. And it's not until you start to recognize, like, that there's, you know, there's a time when you're not going to be here anymore that you start to recognize that you need to just start going out there and doing things like that make your heart happy, that like serve people in a bigger way. And that's really why I'm super passionate about what I get to do now because. I wake up every day super thrilled and excited about serving the people that I get to serve. And for a long time, I didn't do that, right? I I had this picture in my mind of what I should be doing and who I should be. And I was trying to do it for everybody else. And I wasn't listening to my intuition and to my heart. And I think, you know, for a long time, I really struggled with that, like living for other people versus living for you know what I think God wanted me to do, right? Like, and how, how I you know serve that higher purpose in my life. And I think each of us has a higher purpose and, and we really need to tap into what that looks like for us. And I, I believe that all of us are here for a purpose. And I think if we can live that out each and every day, it will energize and excite you. And you'll know that you're on the right path and you don't know what the path is. And maybe you'll be talking to Brock someday. I don't know. <laughs> I know, like this is fantastic, right? You just never know where it's going to take you, but you just keep going.
0: Mm-hmm. Powerful. Speaking of mic drops, that was a mic drop right there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Transitioning back to kind of this whole book writing, author, self-publishing thing. Yep. Do you have some top tips, maybe a top three tips for our listeners, something like that on getting started with writing a book, like the actual process of writing and publishing the book?
1: Okay. Yes, I do. Step number one, and this is a big one, Right? <laughs> <laughs> I know it sounds funny, Park. this sounds funny, but I've seen this way too often. I'll have somebody come to me and say, Allison, I have this amazing idea for a book, and they will get so stuck in the how. How am I going to self-publish? What are all of the steps? Like, what does this entire process look like that they forget to do the main thing, which is write the book? Mm -hmm. So now what I've been doing after talking to, I don't know, hundreds of people about that, I said, you know, have you written anything? Like, just, could you just write, like open up Word or Google Docs and just write it all down. So that's step number one, please write, 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 write. Step number two is to choose something that's exciting to you. You know, I feel we're all experts in something. We all have something that fires us up that, I mean, Brock, you and social media, you're amazing at social media. You're amazing at connecting with audiences. Like, I mean all of our listeners need, you're really great at something. People ask you questions about that thing over and over. Wouldn't it be great if you could just be like, you know what? I have a book written about that. Just go get the book. It has all the information in it, right? I mean, if you're getting the same question over and over again, you should create something. Maybe it's not a book. Maybe it's a course. I don't know what it is, but you need to create something from that. And then the third thing is really to solve a challenge or a problem. And you know, each time that I would write a book, it would always be, okay, what am I getting from my audience? The first one, life under construction, obviously I didn't have an audience. So I was just really basing that on the lessons I was learning. I knew they would help somebody else. The second book was people kept asking me, "Allison, I don't know what to do next. Like, how do you think about this? What do you do? And then keep going. How to create a champion mindset was really about mindset. And how do you switch those beliefs what does that look like and as i worked through that it helped people really understand the power of mindset and the power of their beliefs and the power of choice and responsibility in their life
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so you know it just depends on what it is that you need to write about but you'll get the answers and i and just trust that the process will be there
0: this episode of build your tribe is a special episode because it's brought to you by the marketing impact academy The Marketing Impact Academy is my mom's, really, it's her online school that we open up for registration just once a year. And I say we because I teach in it, and there are actually dozens of other experts from across different industries who teach inside the Marketing Impact Academy, but it's only open once a year. Only once a year do we open it. And if you want to know how to run an online business, even if you're not tech savvy, if you want to build a better online business, if you don't want to be a slave to your laptop or to your phone, or feel like you have to constantly be on social media, we get it. If you don't want to waste a ton of money on developing websites and spending money on SEO experts, then I invite you to check out marketingimpactacademy.com. We're opening registration super duper soon, and I'm actually really excited for this year's open registration. So don't miss out on all the amazing things that we have planned for you inside the Marketing Impact Academy. Again, You can visit marketingimpactacademy.com and we'll put your name on the list so that you are first to be notified when registration opens up because it's only open for a short window of time and we only accept a certain number of entrepreneurs into the Marketing Impact Academy. So again, visit marketingimpactacademy.com to make sure that your name is on that list. Anyways, back to the episode. Okay, so now you've written three and you're actually about to release the fourth. What has book writing and book publishing, what what has it done for you and your businesses?
1: Oh, it's been so amazing. It's done so much. For one, it's helped me connect with people I've never connected with prior, right? For business-wise, it's helped me gain credibility, right? And really share my voice in a way I never thought possible. It blows my mind sometimes. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. And I love receiving passive income emails. So like you get royalties from books. What? I know it's amazing. And so then I get these emails and my daughter who's five gets the emails that she got money while she was at kindergarten today. Lovely. (laughs) Seriously. Like that's cool. So, you know, those are some of the reasons why I love writing books, but mostly it's really about helping serve people and any way you can do that. And any way you can add value to people, I think is really important.
0: Mm. In your perspective, what's the hardest part about the whole process? Of course, like getting started actually writing, I'm sure is a big challenge, Mm -hmm. but specifically in the the publishing process, the self-publishing process, what was the hardest part of that?
1: So for the first time I went through the process, the hardest part was really trying to figure out the process, right? Mm -hmm. It was trying to be like, okay, do this, do this. Now, you know, I'm four books in, five books in. I think it's just keeping myself going, Mm right? Right. It's saying, okay, well, what's my next book? What's my next content that I want to share? And what is it going to look like? And how is it going to help people? Because I think that's a really big question that I try to use to guide the work that I do. And so for anybody who's thinking about writing, you know, start writing, outline. I mean, an an outline is like essentially picking the topic and then writing down some words about, you know, maybe 10 Mm -hmm. words and then write about those. I feel like we overcomplicate things sometimes and I think that that's, you know, just trusting that there's so many answers everywhere, you'll figure it out. I mean, you could go to Barnes and Noble today and get this self-publishing book. Like it's not that hard. But I think if you can find people that have done what you want to do and learn from them, that's the best. That's what I've learned, you know, from you Brock and from your mom, you know, find the people that are out there doing what you love and what you want to do and learn from them and that's where you'll get your best answers
0: hmm I couldn't agree more. Allison, once you did publish, once your book was out there, and let's talk really about that first book that you released. And you've said a few times now that like, when you wrote it and released it, you didn't necessarily have a, a real big audience. You didn't have like a, a million followers who were dying and craving for you to write the book. So how did you promote it? How did you sell it? Like, How did that actually look like? How was the marketing of the book once it was published?
1: That's, so actually what I did, Brack, is I love marketing and launching things. And so I created a book launch team in Facebook. I just said, Hey guys, would anybody be a part of my book launch team? And I thought there was going to be three people and there was like hundreds of people. And so that was really cool and nice and kind. And what I did is I created that book launch as in that Facebook group as really like, Hey, here's the behind the scenes of me doing this because I don't know what I'm doing, but maybe you'll learn something from me. And we'll figure it out together and we're going to fail and we're going to get back up and do it. And so that's how I really launched the book. And I sent books out to people and had them take like selfies with it, which was fantastic. I love seeing those. And on book launch day, they posted them and they shared it and it went bestseller and it was fantastic. So that was just one of the strategies I've used. But, you know, everybody knows somebody, And Mm -hmm. so, if you even if you think, oh my gosh, I don't have an audience, you probably know some people that might want to learn about writing a book, or that might want to help promote you. Even if it's your family members, who cares, right? And using that, and then I also started speaking, and I didn't plan on that, but I started to reach out to people and just ask, you know, how can I help serve you? Like, what do you need? And one of the biggest ones that I had was Women's Entrepreneurship Day in Madison, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. I emailed them and I said, hey how can I volunteer and help you? And the main organizer of the event, Laura Gallagher, emailed me back. She's like, I think you're our keynote speaker. I was like, (laughs) what? And so that was a really great launching off point. But that's the thing is when you have a heart to serve people, rather than saying, I want to get something from it, just look for opportunities to say, hey, was there a chance that I could come and speak to your group? Or how can I help you? Or you know, I've got this book, it's got some great principles about goal setting. I want to share that. And I think Just having that heart to serve will really attract the right types of organizations and events and conferences. And since then, it's just kind of grown.
0: Couldn't agree more. That is so awesome. Thank you so much, Allison. We we really appreciate you being here today and sharing so much knowledge with us. Where's the best place for us to get connected with you and learn a little bit more from you?
1: You can check out my website at allisonlittle.com.
0: Awesome. That will be in the show notes as well. Allison, once again, thank you so much for being here today.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day. And as always, happy networking.